Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. This is Saul Weinreb, your host. This is Isaiah Yeshayahu, podcast 10D. In this podcast, I intend on finishing the entire chapter 10. It might be a little bit longer than usual, but um, it is all one theme. We are in the middle of the speech and the prophecy that Yeshayahu spoke to the directed towards the people of Assyria. And he just mentioned and prophesied about the ultimate destruction of Assyria due to their arrogance. And, um, and then he now turns towards the, uh, um, the after the destruction of, of the Assyrians, turns towards the rescuing and ultimate redemption of the remainder of the people of Judah, the people of Israel. We start with verse 20. At that time, that day, <clears throat> after the destruction of the Assyrians, the remnant, the people that survived the onslaught, the remnants of Israel and the refugees of the house of Jacob will no longer depend upon or look towards the Assyrians for support. Or, and, or look towards other people, rather, they will, in truth, and really, in the actual proper way, they will start to rely upon God. They will be finally humbled. The remnant shall return. The remnant of Jacob shall return to the true powerful God, the one from whom the true power emanates. Not the one who was just the stick of God, not the Assyrians. She'ar Yashuv is translated as the she'ar, the remnant shall return. The uh, commentators translate the word Yashuv, return, in two ways. It may mean that they will physically return to the land, or it could mean that they will spiritually return to God. Since historically speaking, the bulk of the people who survived the Assyrian onslaught were never actually exiled, they were just the ones that survived. And those that were exiled, mostly from the northern kingdom, never did return. It seems that the term really refers to their spiritual return to God, which is I am going to choose, which is the reason why I will choose that interpretation. This also fits into the general context of what Yeshayahu was preaching. Therefore, I will choose to translate it this way as a return to God, a return to justice, or a return to righteousness. The next verse continues, Ki Because even if your people, although the people now, prior to the Assyrian onslaught, may be so many like the sand of the sea, and there will only be a remnant of them, Yoshuvbo, they will return. Right? And I'm going to use the translation of the Malbim here. The remainder of the people shall return, that shall return to God will be so righteous that their tzedakah, their righteousness, will wash away the decree of destruction. Kilayon charutz, despite the fact that this destruction was charutz, was engraved by God, so to speak, as a decree, still shotef tzedakah, it will still be washed away by their righteousness. Ki Because this destruction is that is being carried out by the Assyrians as the stick of God. And it was Necharatzah, and it was engraved by God, Osebeker of Kalaretz. It was God that engraved it. And the Malbim points out that God is different than human kings. A decree that a human king makes, 
he's very rare that he goes back on it, if ever. However, God, when God is the one that's behind the decree, he spares the righteous. He allows for repentance and return. And because this decree was from him, therefore those that will return to God will be saved. And this Malbim's interpretation, although it may sound a little bit forced, when we look at the next verse, we see that it's clearly supported by the context. Lochain, therefore, because this was decree was by God and repentance to God and returning back to God will bring ultimate salvation. Therefore, this is why so says God, the Lord of hosts, my nation, do not be afraid of Assyria. Um, you, my nation that lives and dwells in Zion, do not be afraid of the Assyrians. Yes, they will strike you with a stick. And they will put their, their, their stick above you. While they were on their way to Egypt. One way of understanding this Bederach Mitzrayim is that the word derach here, the Hebrew word, can be translated in two ways. One way it can mean on the road, because Assyria was actually only walking through Judah on the goal towards their true objective, which was to conquer the powerful nation of Egypt. The kingdom of Judah was just a, a small nation in the way. So on the, the stick that they are holding above you while they are on their way towards Egypt, God says, do not be afraid of that stick. Do not be afraid of that stick because I, God, made this decree. And, and as the Malbim explained, you don't need to be afraid of a decree from God if you return to him. An alternate translation of derech is that it doesn't refer to the road, but it means in the same way as the Egyptians. In other words, then you would translate this verse as follows. God says, do not be afraid of the stick that the Assyrians hold above you in the same way that the Egyptians of yore in the days of the exile in Egypt, the way they held a stick above you, just like they were in, in the end conquered, so too will be the Assyrians. Ki od ma'at mizair, because very, very soon, very, very soon, my anger will be finished, will be spent. I will no longer be angry. All of my anger will be spent on the nonsense, on the garbage, on the junk that the Assyrians are putting out. I'll be done with that. You don't need to worry about them. And that when that happens, at that point when my anger is done and I am being merciful upon you, those of you that are those of you that had returned to me and now finally look to me, God, those of you, I will then turn towards your, your oppressors just like I did in the past times when I saved you. Like when I saved you from the Midianites at Tzor Oreb, at the Rock of Oreb, Umateo Alayam, and I put my, my stick above, above the sea, Unisao, and I will carry it in the same way that, and he, God, will do it in the same way that he did it to the Egyptians when they stood over you and I drowned them in the sea. Who it will be on that day, the, the burden of Assyria will finally be removed from your shoulders, and his yoke will be taken from around your neck, and his yoke will be destroyed, the yoke that he has upon you, that he's enslaving you with, will be taken away because of the fat. The fat, again, refers back, we mentioned this in the last podcast, refers to the arrogant boasting of the Assyrians. 
That will be the reason for their downfall. That will be the reason why the yoke will be broken. How, how arrogant he was, that shaman, that fat, that arrogance. He came to Ayat, right? He marched against Ayat. Ayat. He passed through and, and destroyed Migron. He dumped his weapons of war against Michmash. And then then he passed over the crossing, Geva Malon Lano, and they said in such an arrogant, boastful way, Geva is just going to be a place for us to sleep at night, and they destroyed Geva. And Rama was alarmed and scared, Givat Nasa, and the Giva of the, of the kingdom of Saul, which is reference to the northern kingdom, they ran from the Assyrians. And they went and taunted and said, Go scream out, Batkalim, Batkalim, go scream, scream, let's hear you scream because we're going to destroy you. And then he said, look, Lysha, listen up. Listen to how bad they're screaming. We're going to get you too. Take up the cry, Anatot. You guys cry too. We're going to destroy too. you too. The people of Madmena ran away. And the dwellers of the people that lived in Gavim, they had to seek refuge. They had to become refugees. All of this they did in their arrogant and fat way. However, on this same day that these arrogant people came and conquered all of these others and treated them so poorly and oppressed them and stepped on them and destroyed them. However, on that same day at Nov, God shall stand. You know, and he will then wave his hand. He will wave his hand over the daughter of Zion or over the house of Zion, the Givat Yerushalayim, the hill, the hills of Jerusalem, God will wave his hand and protect them. He, and the onslaught will be over. Behold, the God of hosts, he will cut down the tops of the trees. Remember, the strength of Assyria is represented by trees, as we have seen before in this chapter. The the powerful trees that they had from conquering Lebanon was the source of their power. The cutting of the trees is a constant refrain here as a symbol of the cutting down of Assyria. Um, and the tall, tall, powerful trees will all be chopped down. And those that have been arrogant, those that have been haughty, the Assyrians, the height of haughtiness, Yishpolo, they will be brought down. And the thickets of the forest that represents Assyria shall be hacked away with the iron, the strength of God, and the trees of Lebanon will fall in front of the Adir, the real powerful one. Ye pull, they will fall in front of the real powerful one, God himself. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Looking forward to studying chapter 11 with you in the next podcast.